following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. Well, June, maybe a little different uh, approach today. I was speaking with a caller, uh, listener to our program today, and he has a lot of questions about his faith, and it was telling me about some of his faith journey. He's an 81-year-old man, and mm-hmm. uh, lots of questions. But the, the main mm-hmm. kind of point, uh, sticking point, I think, was that uh, he had been involved in the Mormon church for a long time, mm-hmm. was baptized there, was very active, and uh, tried to separate for a while, but he still feels a great uh, affection, affinity, he said, for mm-hmm. The Mormon Church, and so I thought maybe we would answer some of his questions. He uh, he couldn't be uh, on the program tonight for different reasons, but I thought maybe if we would just answer some of the questions because those questions do come up a lot in uh, in people's minds and wonder about Mormons, and they might see they might pass uh, Mormon Church and uh, think yes. well, that looks very similar to my church, and you know mm-hmm. we know that. Uh, Mormons. Well, let me just ask uh, some questions. If we can have uh, kind of a, a, a sure. crash course on Mormonism tonight, <laughs> so we get some some good uh, questions and answers in. So, uh, just the the name. I know that sometimes that's uh, debatable as far as what a Mormon, whether they even go by that name. So, where did that word, that term Mormon, come from? Well, according to the founder of Mormonism. Uh, Joseph Smith, Hmm. Uh, Mormon is the name of a man who um, allegedly lived as a prophet in America during the early 5th century A.D. Hmm. And so Joseph Smith stated that the prophet Mormon compiled and abridged the records of his people uh, into what is today called the Book of Mormon. And uh, the name Mormon is now commonly used in reference to the members. Uh, many times you'll, if you meet someone, um, and I've been, I've met many people who, they they usually prefer to call themselves Latter-day Saints. Yes. But so often, um, many people just say, well, he is a Mormon or she is a Mormon. So it's reference to um, uh, members of the church groups that that believe in the Book of Mormon. Well, good. So that uh, that term, uh, Latter Day Saints, is what they are often called by, like you said. And mm-hmm. and so, uh, who are the Latter Day Saints then? Well, Joseph Smith uh, taught that from shortly after the first century to eighteen thirty, the year eighteen thirty. Uh, there was no true church, therefore, no true saints um, with with authority from God on earth. Uh, in 1830, Joseph Smith he he proclaimed that he restored the only true church, and the group had long uh, used the word Mormons in re- reference to themselves. But uh, there's an increasing preference for the term Latter-day Saints today, or just the initial, sometimes you'll just see LDS, Mm -hmm. LDS, when referring to members. 
and the full name of the church when when referring to the organization. Okay. Uh, and so if I remember right, the, the story was something like uh, Joseph Smith was confused about all the denominations around and wanted to know what the truth was and in his, we'll say, praying and searching, this is what this is what came out of that. Well, uh, this uh, let me just say that um, the church, uh, it's, it's the, the full name, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, mm. meaning the LDS. Uh, they are headquartered in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, they didn't start there. Uh, there's a whole history of that. Uh, but this branch is the larger of two two groups with over, I don't know what the current, I know at one time it was a million, uh, 11 million members worldwide, but um, what you find is uh, there's a, an unusual history uh, with where, where Brigham Young comes in, but we, we'll, we'll get there later. Um, I, I think the issue is understanding some very basics. For example, um, you know, what is the Bible? Is the Bible even involved? Is, uh, what, what is the Book of Mormon about mm. uh, specifically? And, you know, what, what does it contain? Um, and there are some interesting aspects uh, of that where people... By the way, I, I just want to say this. Um, I, I remember initially watching um, public service announcements PSAs, and they were great that the Mormons did. Um, oh, yes. Uh, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir mm-hmm. is uh, a phenomenal choral group, that large choral group, and they're known as wholesome, hardworking, serious, sacrificial. Um, the image of people called Mormons would be considered exemplary. So, I want to to emphasize there are different facets of the Mormon religion, and uh, it depends on how candid we are going to get here. But um, it, it there, there are some some major pluses. Of are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. 
We have an exciting opportunity to share with you to help bring light into one of the darkest areas of the country, into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. Rikers Island is home to 10,000 inmates and is known as one of the harshest prisons in the country. The prison chaplain told us that he was holding back tears because the inmates were so hungry and grateful to receive books filled with hope and truth. It was a direct answer to years of prayer, and the transformation was so great that they got a baptistry so that the inmates could be baptized. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and your support of this ministry. It means so much to us, and uh, we we would ask uh, con- continued support from you. If you have uh, any questions or concerns about the topic tonight as we're talking about Mormonism, uh, please call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help you access the right resources. Uh, many of our listeners, uh, you may not know that uh, that we have a lot of resources on other faiths. Uh, we have them on Islam, on Jehovah's Witnesses, and also on uh, New Age spirituality, as well as Mormonism. The keys for living on Mormonism called A Different Gospel, A Different God, with a question mark. And uh, so if you'd like to understand more about what we're talking about tonight, you can get that resource or any other that might help you uh, to understand your faith better. Uh, just go to um, hopefortheheart.org, and uh, you can look for those resources there, find out what may, might be best for you, or you can call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. And we'd love to hear from you and get you the, the kind of uh, information that you'd like in your hands. Well, June, let's continue the conversation about Mormonism. And again, doing something a little different tonight as uh, we are springboarding kind of off of a question from a listener and he is wrestling with this uh, this idea, this um, faith that he has mm-hmm. found very interesting and uh, attractive. And we'll talk about that in a minute too, about why people find this uh, this faith so attractive and and uh, alluring to them. But uh, you mentioned before that the the Mormons do uh, they revere in some ways the Bible. The, um, now, is this you know is this the same Bible that we're talking about that that you and I have or? Um, how what what's different maybe about because uh, I would assume there are some differences. Well, um, the, the four books that um, I'll tell you, there are four books that are called the standard works that make up the canon, meaning the authorized scriptures for the Mormons. It, it is the Bible, the Book of Mormon, which I've alluded to, mm-hmm. uh, doctrines and covenants, and pearl of great price. So, for the Bible, uh, some people think, well, do they even believe in the Bible? Yes. Uh, But conditionally, Hmm. their eighth article of faith says, 
and I'm going to quote it, we believe the Bible to be the Word of God as far as it is translated correctly. We also believe the Book of Mormon to be the Word of God. Now, Joseph Smith um, did uh, attempt to make changes to what we call the Holy Bible. Um, in his inspired version, now usually referred to as the Joseph Smith Translation by the Utah-based church, mm. uh, Joseph Smith made wholesale changes to major blocks of, of texts as well as smaller changes throughout most of the Bible and included our, our significant changes in uh, the book of Revelation. Uh, and yet you have to be very aware <laughs> Oh, yes. The author of the book of Revelation <laughs> was the Apostle John. Mm -hmm. uh, John wrote the Gospel of John, and uh, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and the book of Re Revelation. In there, um, I'm going to read uh, Revelation 22, uh, verses 18 and 19. He said, I warn everyone who hears the word of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to him the plagues described right. in this book. Mm -hmm. And if anyone takes words away from this book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. So if a person is saying, I do believe that the Holy Bible is... Uh, infallible, it, that it is absolutely true, that it is call, it's called the Word of God. So, uh, in that case, to make these changes would be a violation of, um, and, and uh, it, it, it could cause someone to have great pause uh, to think if these major changes have been made, um, it's not like these were just... Um, making a tense of a word or something like mm. that. If these are not made, little minor things. So be, just be aware that um, there is even a warning about uh, changing the, what we call the Word of God. That's right. Let me just point out one thing to our listeners about the keys here that you might not say, June, but I, I can just uh, kind of brag a little bit on how uh, well-researched and documented these are, I mean, this this being one of them, but if people want to read and really understand what the Mormon faith in this case says, we quote, or I could say you quoted, our, our team quoted from the Book of Mormon, quoted from their documents. It's not our thoughts on what they do or what they believe. This is directly from their resources. Um, we spent uh, several years working on this particular topic um, I was the major author of it, and just uh, years ago, and uh, it, it it is fascinating. Uh, and yes, we have that available for those who uh, would like to learn more about this particular topic of, of Mormonism, mm -hmm. uh, because it's important that we be informed. So. To, to understand even the Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what are some of the other um, 
some of their other writings. So the the Book of Mormon, for example, stands out because I know I've even seen mm-hmm. TV commercials saying if you'd like another testament mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, and mm-hmm. you know what we have is great. So why wouldn't I want more? You know, I mean, I think that's <laughs> okay. what they're yeah. aiming at, right? Okay, let me. I'll be specific. Uh, Joseph Smith um, is considered the author. Uh, The book itself, however, claims to be an abridged record of people living in the Americas compiled mostly by Mormon. I mentioned that earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, The next to the last man in a long line of prophets and leaders. Uh, His son, Moroni, made a few additions after Mormon's death, then sealed and hid the record in the hill Cumorah, which is now upstate New York. So Joseph Smith alleged that Moroni, uh, now resurrected, visited him and told him where to find the gold plates on which the record was written. And Joseph Smith claimed that he later translated the Book of Mormon. Um, again, these were gold plates. Uh, he, he said he did. He translated it, quote, by the gift and power of God uh, from the reformed Egyptian hieroglyphics. Hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. you understand these gold plates were the gold um, and. This is this is by the way, uh, this is a, a controversial issue. But I'm going to I'm going to repeat this: that uh, Smith claimed that he later translated the Book of Mormon by the gift and power from Reformed Egyptian hieroglyphics in which it was originally written. Okay. By the way, there is no other examples of this language that have ever been found in the Americas or anywhere else in the world. Oh. Uh, and so if you, um, the Smithsonian, by the way, um, the, the Smithsonian Institute uh, has definite uh, com- communication that they are, have not been able to find any verification of any items that are reported um, in this history. So I just want to communicate that. uh, And you can check with the Smithsonian Institute yourself to see what they say. But of of his book, Smith said, quote, I told the brethren that the Book of Mormon was the most correct of any book on earth and the keystone of our religion. And a man would get nearer to God by abiding by its precepts than any other book. And um, interestingly, almost 4,000 corrections have been made to date since the 1830 version in what is called the most correct book. Hmm. And, And they will say that if you look at the Bible, they say, yes, they believe in the Bible, but the most correct book is, they will say, the Mormon, the, the Book of Mormon. Um, just be aware, though, let me bring out a passage from the Bible. Mm-hmm. In Isaiah 40, verse 8, we read, The grass withers and the flower falls, mm-hmm. but the word of our God stands forever. 
and uh, be, I'm, I'm saying this in contrast to all of these other corrections that were made by Joseph Smith and others. So no, um, no remains, uh, anything like that of, of the cultures that are mentioned there in the Book of Mormon, uh, no you know, pottery or whatever we would expect, even these gold plates are not, are not found. I remember specifically getting um, a, the language, which I don't have before me, but um, from, the, from the Smithsonian Institute, they have not uncovered anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what, what is contained in the Book of Mormon then from these, you know, from the Egyptian hieroglyphics and, and okay. all? Well, the Book of Mormon, it has a subtitle, and you mentioned it already, mm-hmm. Another Testament of Jesus. And it's said to contain an abridged history spanning more than a thousand years, specifically 600 B.C. to 421 A.D. It supposedly chronicles the migration of the prophet Lehi, uh, his family and others from Jerusalem to the Americas, and the subsequent history of Lehi's descendants. They were divided into two nations, taking their names from two of Lehi's sons, Nephi, N-E-P-H-I, and Laman, L-A-M-A-N. Okay. Now, the Nephites originally were the more righteous of the two groups, and the Lamanites were uh, cursed by God for their wickedness, this is all according to the Book of Mormon, by even giving... Uh, being given dark skin. Um, And, of course, this is very controversial today um, because of of our culture, Mm -hmm. uh, where uh, Jesus Christ, after his resurrection, supposedly visited and taught these people, resulting in a 200-year reign of unity and peace. Eventually, the Nephites, uh, however, became so wicked Uh, Rather than cursing them with dark skin, God used the dark-skinned Lamanites to utterly destroy them. And the Book of Mormon is said to contain the doctrinal teachings of the prophet leaders of the Nephites and of Jesus Christ during his visit to the Americas. And I think that's important to understand. This is all what they are saying. This is my opinion. Uh, this is all within what, uh, as you said, what does the Book of Mormon contain? We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. 
You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you? That He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as precious and beloved to Him? So many of us have a distorted image of God, that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, for yourself or for a loved one at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to tonight's discussion in a moment. If you have any questions about our topic tonight or any number of topics, there are over 100 of our Keys for Living to help you to address whatever you're dealing with in your life. And uh, we do have many uh, resources available for uh, looking into other faiths. And uh, one of those that we're looking at tonight is the uh, system known as Mormonism. And it is called A Different Gospel, A Different God. And uh, customer support can help you get that resource in your hands. The number is 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help you access the right resources. That number again, 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Also, take a look at our website if you'd like to find out and see all of the resources, all the titles that are available there. It's hopefortheheart.org slash store. All of our keys for living are there. Also, many uh, biblical resources that June has put out over the years with uh, Bible studies and even her music CDs are there as well. So just go to hopefortheheart.org slash store. June, as you were talking about the uh, some thousand years of history that's uh, supposed to, well, that is in the uh, Book of Mormon that's presented there, uh, we found the the quotation here by the Smithsonian, you mentioned before, uh, deeper in our materials here, and it's called, it, it says, uh, Smithsonian archaeologists see no connection. This is a quotation right from them, uh, from the Smithsonian Institute Department of Anthropology. Smithsonian archaeologists see no connection between the archaeology of the New World, that's America, and the subject matter of the book, the Book of Mormon. Yes, um, I've I, I didn't realize I had put it in the writing, and uh, right after um, we went to break, uh, all of a sudden there it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, but um, again, feel free to check it out because this is, we got that straight from the Smithsonian Institute. Yeah. Well, you mentioned there were four uh, texts that they use, and we have the Bible, we have the Book of Mormon. What's the third um, of their resources? It's called Doctrine and Covenants. And um, when you think about uh, does all Mormon doctrine come from the Bible, no. The main source is Doctrine and Covenants, which was first published in 1835 as a major revision of 
they're another book that they, they had in 1833. It contains um, a collection of Joseph Smith's revelations, uh, a few other significant items, uh, and most of the doctrine distinctives to the Mormon church included would be <clears throat> the organization of the church, baptism for the dead, plural uh, celestial marriage, uh, which is very controversial today mm. and not allowed in uh, in uh, the, the United States. And just to clarify, <clears throat> we're talking about polygamy. Yes, right? thank you. Uh, the three degrees of glory, uh, plurality of gods, and, and the potential of human beings becoming gods. This is very mm. controversial. Uh, most people don't know about it, that um, most people are not aware I'm talking about non non Mormons, but uh, the Mormon doctrine that God the Father was once a mortal man hmm. living on another planet is is not uh, taught explicitly in the Mormon standard works. It is upheld, however, by hundreds of statements by Joseph Smith and sub subsequent Mormon prophets and apostles, uh, books that have been authored authored and lessons, um, ma their manuals and other publications produced by the Mormon Church. So, um, occasional contradictions are difficult to explain, uh, so, such as the commandment from God to Joseph Smith's wife, Emma, to accept his other wives. Uh, and uh, I'll just say that the Book of Mormon teaches, Behold, David and Solomon, I'm quoting, truly had many wives and concubines, which thing was abominable before me, said the Lord. Um, that's a quote. Uh, since its initial uh, publication, there have been over 65,000 changes in doctrines and doctrine and covenants. Hmm. Well, and then there's the pearl of great price that you mentioned. There. So are there, uh, as they look at it just as a piece of literature, are there literary problems with that, that pearl of great price? <clears throat> well, to explain, this is the shortest of the four standard works. Hmm. Um, the book of Moses is a revision of the first six chapters of, of Genesis. The book of Abraham, allegedly by Joseph Smith, to be a translation of material written by Abraham on uh, papyrus or papyri. And um, this papyri from which Smith worked had uh, been rediscovered and shown to contain nothing but very common, very pagan Egyptian fur funeral documents. So there is major issues of... Um, what is called plagiarism, um, and it's like taking works from other things. It, instead, uh, it, it would just be Egyptian funeral documents. Mm. Uh, there are other writings of Joseph Smith uh, in this Pearl of Grace Great Price, but it would be his revision of Matthew 23 um, and uh, certain certain verses, uh, some autobiographical material, and 13 Articles of Faith. That's the main thing that's in Pearl of Great Price. Okay. 
Hmm. Well, uh, you've mentioned uh, in talking about the doctrine and covenants, we we heard about these three uh, degrees of glory, and that's that's new to my. <laughs> Christian ears. So can you um, uh, maybe explain a little bit about what, what that means? Well, if we're looking at Mormon eschatology, which is the study of future events, uh, Mormon doctrine differs greatly from biblical doctrine. Mormon theology um, is much more man-centered. Uh, uh, it, it's a man-centered doctrine that includes a pre-mortal existence in a spirit world, meaning they're, the way they teach, there are spirit babies that are waiting for uh, them to be um, become on to come on Earth, mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, they believe in it type of universal salvation in which virtually all humanity will be saved, but in varying degrees of glory uh, in these three different kingdoms. Now, understand the Bible teaches that not all people will be saved, but some will enter into everlasting heaven and others will enter into everlasting punishment in hell. And so this is very different. in fact, um, you, you can see this in Matthew twenty-five forty-six, where the unrighteous will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So these three areas, they have the telestial kingdom, the terrestrial kingdom, and the celestial kingdom. Um, the lowest level of heaven is reserved for the heathen and the wicked who reject the gospel. The terrestrial kingdom is the second heaven, which will be reserved for Christians who do not accept the Mormon message. Mormons who do not live up to their church requirements also uh, will be there, or any other men of quote-unquote goodwill in other religions who live honorable lives. And uh, the celestial kingdom, now understand... Uh, there will be a lot of works that um, will be needed to get to this celestial kingdom. Uh, This final heaven is also divided into three parts in which only persons who have been sealed by celestial marriage in a Mormon temple, Hmm. meaning a person while living on earth, or later by proxy. They have all kinds of ways that after a person is deceased, uh, there are baptisms uh, that you you baptize for a particular person to be able to do something that would help that person uh, in the future. So that slowly, that uh, like you, uh, as a male, you could progress toward becoming a god. Jeff, oh. if you were a Mormon. Now, women do not become gods, but it is, uh, but the men, uh, that this is the highest level called exaltation. And a man becomes God um, where he will rule with his family and populate uh, through procreation a, a separate planet of his own. 
Oh. So that's the telestial, terrestrial, and celestial. But again, three stages within the celestial kingdom. I say, oh, in a way of understanding, not that I'm being swayed. But <laughs> so, okay. so a, a man, uh, any man uh, in, the, in this faith would be able to become a god, inhabit his yes. own planet. Well, and, that's part of the strong appeal uh, sure. for many men. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's called the exalted state of becoming gods. Now, in truth, the Bible teaches there is only one true God. Uh, I'm going to present the scripture, Isaiah 44, verse 6. This is what the Lord says, Israel's King and Redeemer, the Lord Almighty, quote, I am the first and I am the last. Apart from me, there is no God. So this would be one of the major counters of what would be um, considered a violation of scripture or um, uh, it would be that which would be in direct opposition to what the Bible teaches. Yes. Hmm. So um, we are, uh, we look at some of the Mormon families who I've known and, you know, even one was uh, running for president not that long ago. And uh, we see a lot of uh, characteristics that are that are very positive, and that are very you know very good. I, I mentioned to you off the air yes. that I had a coworker who said, "Well, my you know somebody else in his family, uh, their family was Mormon, and they had wonderful family times, and they all got along." And and uh, he said, "How can their way of life be wrong?" And I appreciated your answer. What well, what did you answer that? <laughs> well. Uh- it's one thing to have a standard of um, thoughtfulness and characteristics that are positive. Mm-hmm. It's another thing when you look at doctrine. That's right. Uh, doctrine is very different. And by the way, people are attracted to the Mormon religion in this way. People are attracted for the very reason that people are attracted to any religion. They appeal to our God-given inner needs for love, significance, and security. Mm. Mormons appeal to our God-given need for security, uh, our need to belong and feel accepted. They have a door-to-door evangelism by wholesome-looking young missionaries. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a very positive appeal there. Mormons, uh, even the need uh, as they present a, a version of meaning and purpose, uh, their plan is you can become God yourself. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. 
The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. We have an exciting opportunity to share with you to help bring light into one of the darkest areas of the country, into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. Rikers Island is home to 10,000 inmates and is known as one of the harshest prisons in the country. The prison chaplain told us that he was holding back tears because the inmates were so hungry and grateful to receive books filled with hope and truth. It was a direct answer to years of prayer, and the transformation was so great that they got a baptistry so that the inmates could be baptized. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. If you'd like to learn more about the topic of Mormonism that we're talking about tonight, just call our customer support team. And we have a one of our keys for living on that very topic. It is called Mormonism, a different gospel, a different God. And customer support is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. If it's this particular resource or if there's some other that's going to be helpful for you, we'd like to put that into your hands. Again, the number is 800-488-HOPE. 800-488-4673. If you'd like to speak with June about something going on in your life, maybe it is a theological question. Now that you know we uh, we cover those topics as well, and and uh, well-researched, too, I'll say. these uh, Our resources are, are well done here to uh, understand and really get, get a deep dive on these issues. But if there's some other issue, maybe a relationship issue, you'd like to talk with June about on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, give us a call at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you and see what questions you have and uh, schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. We have availability even into next week, so we we, uh, welcome your call. We would look forward to speaking with you about that. The number again, 800-NIGHT-17, 800-644-4817. Well, June, there is this uh, kind of a, you've always said you're very mathematical, and it's interesting <laughs> that there is a mathematical test for, um, for well, really any cult, and <laughs> it is, um, can I just mention, because you know the, all the other answers, but I, I just, what I know about it is the, uh, this does it uh, very simple. It's laid out with add, subtract, multiply, and divide, and most people yeah. at least remember those things from school. And uh, mm-hmm. that's, I don't remember much beyond that when it gets to <laughs> math. But so does it add to God's word? Does it subtract from the person of Christ? Does it multiply salvation requirements? Does it divide the follower's loyalty? Great <laughs> test there. And so there's, there's no, um, 
you know, there's not going to be a test. Nobody should worry about that. But so what is, uh, give us the mathematical test as that relates okay. to Mormonism. But let me explain. Um, many people wonder about a particular religion. Is it a cult? What is a cult? A cult is a religion regarded as unorthodox or spurious. Um, uh, likewise, many people wonder, is Mormonism a cult? Now, to understand, a cult varies uh, from one or more doctrines of the faith. Of the, I'm talking about the most important doctrines of the faith. And so that's why you have, we have this mathematical test. We do this, by the way, for uh, uh, Mormonism, for Jehovah's Witnesses, um, and uh, other, other things that, uh, to be able to evaluate. So, as you've already said, does it add to God's Word, meaning the Bible? Well, the Mormons claim, apart from the Bible, there are three other revelations from God. And I've just covered them. The Book of Mormon, uh, Doctrines and Covenant, Doctrine and Covenants, and Pearl of Great Christ. So, um, let's be clear here. Uh, before Christ, um, God's revelation of himself through the prophets was uh, fragmentary in bits and pieces. Uh, and <clears throat> we read precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. This is Isaiah 28, 10. Uh, in Christ, however, we've been given the full revelation of God and how to have a right relationship with Him. So there is therefore no need or reason to express or to expect uh, any additional scriptures. Hmm. And we're told uh, in Hebrews, the very first chapter, in the past God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, that's Jesus Christ, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he has made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Now, my point of even reading this scripture is to say that the Bible is complete. Uh, we're, what we've got to look at, uh, instead of having to add to it, uh, to add the Book of Mormon, add Doctrine and Covenants, and the Pearl of Grace, Great Price, mm. that would be adding to God's Word. So that would be one that, uh, concern, grave concern, because uh, all is not uh, authority from God. And as we've got a major opposition here from what the the Bible is communicating versus uh, these other books that Joseph Smith 
uh, has introduced. And the second that you just mentioned is, does it subtract from the person of Christ? The Mormons claim this. Jesus was not only the was not the only begotten Son of God in the Spirit, but along with his with his brother Lucifer, they say hmm. Lucifer was a brother of Jesus, uh, was one of the innumerable spirit sons of God. Let me be clear about this. Brigham Young, who was considered the second Mormon prophet, even taught that Adam was the father of Jesus. You understand, Adam was the first human being um, that God made in the Garden of Eden. But they they teach that uh, uh, Adam was the father of Jesus. Uh, This is a a doctrine of the Mormon church. Later that became rejected. But listen to this, quote, When the Virgin Mary conceived the child Jesus, the Father had begotten him in his own likeness. He was not begotten of the Holy Ghost, which, of course, the Scripture does say. That he, uh, and, and who is the Father? He is the first of human family. Um, Jesus, our elder brother, was begotten in the flesh by the same character that was in the Garden of Eden. And who is our Father in heaven? My point is... This is what they say. Now, what does the Bible say? What is the correction? Mm -hmm. Jesus is the only begotten Son of God. Believers become sons of God or children of God by faith in Christ through adoption. And we see this, of course, in John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So... From a mathematical standpoint, it adds to the Bible, and it subtracts from the person of Jesus Christ. All right. Well, that makes sense. And and so the third uh, test, mathematical test, would be, does it multiply salvation requirements? Well, now this is uh, very interesting because we've not even touched on this. Um, the Mormons say, and I'm quoting from the Book of Mormon, for we labor diligently to unite and to persuade our own children and also our brethren to believe in Christ and to be reconciled to God, for we know that it is by grace that we are all saved after all we can do. Hmm. This That's the problem, is after all we can do. Um, there is, and then there's another quote I'm going to There is not a man or woman who violates the covenants made with their God that will not be required to pay a debt. The blood of Christ will never wipe that out. This is, I'm quoting what they say. Uh, Your own blood must be atoned for it. Uh, And by the way, Utah is the only state in the Union that allows death by firing squad. And this is so that the condemned has the right to shed his blood in atonement for the sin that he committed. Now, um, okay, to just go on, the biblical correction of that is we are not to work to be saved. We do not, 
Christianity is not a works salvation. If you look at the Word of God, um, we are saved by grace. Saved by grace. Mm-hmm. A gift we don't deserve. Yes. And fact, in fact, there's a powerful scripture here. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. This not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Right. So that would be a major um, difference. So you think, well, how can a person receive full full salvation in Mormonism compared to Christianity? Well, in Mormonism, three requirements are essential. Obedience to the laws and ordinances uh, of the Mormon gospel, being baptized into an LDS church, and being married in a temple. In biblical Christianity, however, salvation is gained by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ solely which means receiving him as your only Lord and Savior, giving him control of your life. And to believe means to rely upon, to trust in. So you're entrusting the Lord Jesus Christ alone for salvation rather than any system of works. And in Acts 16, we see he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? The scripture says, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. It's not in any of these other things of being baptized in a LDS church or any kind of a church or married in a temple. Um, and so that's vital. And if we're, if we're looking at the mathematical mm-hmm. issues here, that we this test to see if it's a cult. Yeah, and so finally, it's uh, so does it divide the followers' loyalty? Uh, well... Because the Mormon church is supposedly the only true church, you cannot be loyal to God without being loyal to Mormonism and its priesthood, which which they say hold the keys to the kingdom. And in effect, this creates another mediator between God and man. Um, Because of the doctrinal deviations so strongly changing what the Bible says, there will be a dividing of, of loyalty. Um, in fact, based on the Bible, salvation is dependent on no one but Jesus Christ himself, who's the, who's the only mediator. And the Bible says there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ. So that's First Timothy 2.5. You know what I think we ought to do? I think we ought to... Uh, designate some other time to cover so many things. Uh, We've never done it this way before, but um, those who are really interested, uh, and this is not to be divisive, it's to be accurate, to to look at what does God say. So I think we can look at some other day, some other evening, that we could do this very thing, but continue on to give answers to your questions. So if you want to send any questions to us, feel free to do so. We will send our keys for living on Mormonism called A Different Gospel, A Different God to our uh, caller today and uh, the question that he had. Hopefully that answered a lot of his questions there. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash give hope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. 
And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.